0: And welcome to episode number 13 of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. It is lovely to be here in your ears again. Thank you as always for listening. I am Lindsay Blair, your host and editor of Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine and these3rooms.com really enjoying this series so far and as we're nearing the end of series one yep we are we have covered some great topics to help you on the way to planning your perfect kitchen or bathroom and i hope you found the series so far really useful and as such i want to hear from you about your projects So tell me, what is your design dilemma? What do you need help with? And do you need tips on what to do with your space or how to create the best layout or even what kind of products that you might need to buy? I want to help answer your questions. So drop me a line on hello at these3rooms.com and I'll be answering your queries in the final episode of the season very soon what about this week? Well, 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 I have a treat lined up for you. I have two guests on the podcast this week, two interior designers, and I am planning on extracting some of their design secrets that you can then take into your own planning at home. I am going to ask them how an interior designer approaches a space and what they think when they're doing it what interior designers do that we might not know about it does seem a little bit like a dark art doesn't it so i'm hopefully going to find out what it's all about how to get that perfectly designed space to rival your friends and family because let's face it who doesn't love showing off a little bit plus insider tips so that you can be your very own interior designer and feel very very profesh when you're at it feeling creative let's get into it Need some help finding those all important kitchen or bathroom suppliers from kitchen and bathroom companies that can help with your whole redesign to brands specializing in sinks, taps, showers, tiles, and so much more? Head on over to the These Three Rooms directory and search using your postcode to see which companies are close to you. Simply visit these3rooms.com forward slash directory and we'll help to get your project going hello and a very warm welcome to jen and ma who are the design duo that make up interior fox hello to both of you hello hi hi now this is a first for this podcast it's the first time i've had two guests on so far this series so that's very lovely today it's nice
1: to have some company it's really nice to be here and thank you for having us So
0: there's three of us, but we're actually in three different places right now. So that's modern life now, isn't it? Yeah, and I
1: think um, we both sound very similar. So good luck if you guys have a hard time finding out if it's Mar or Jen speaking.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm hoping to glean as much interior design knowledge from you both today. So I'm sure you've both got lots and lots of goodies to give to us in this episode. So before we get started, do you want to tell me a little bit more about interior folks?
2: We used to work together at our old job and i think we were both getting complacent and wanted to branch off start our own business and bring our own vision to our company so we started in 2016 um, with family and friends and doing research and trying to figure out how can we be different how can we be unique Um, So we started in the e-design platform, but we still had a uh, sort of bespoke or traditional twist to it in that we had a really good uh, client service offering. We would send physical samples, you know, we would meet on site. So it was a a real mix of online design, but also um, traditional in-person. I think now we're definitely away from e-design and more proper full-on design.
0: Yeah I mean so virtual design services is is something that's at the moment really booming isn't it because of you know we've, we've not actually been able to to go and sit in studios for the best part of a year so I mean I'm, I imagine it's been a great year for you.
2: Yes definitely we've been so busy I feel like since the lockdown started the first time we have been non-stop and we're now about to hire someone and add a person to our team. um, But it has been full on. Uh, People are at home. They're looking at their walls. They're thinking, how can I change this? How can I make it look better? People are also working from home. So they need home offices. Yes, we've been very busy
0: yeah, it's really interesting. I urge everyone to look on the Interior Fox Instagram and social media or on your website because there's some absolutely stunning rooms on there, very, very inspiring. Now you must have so much experience dealing with homeowners and the, the requests that come to you over the the last few years of running Interior Fox and before that as well. So what's what's usually the first thing people come to you about when they're struggling to what to do with their kitchen or bathroom?
2: Uh, Yeah, so I think we get a lot of different types of clients who are either starting renovations or they've already had renovations and just want to refresh in the space. So whether that's a kitchen or a bathroom, we try to help at whatever stage they're in. You know, it depends on how involved we can be. Can we get involved with completely ripping out old units? Do they need help with new tiles? You know, Are they just looking for some fresh paint and maybe, you know, fresh styling? Um, It really just depends where they are. If you had to pick the top
0: three things about kitchens or bathrooms, what would those things be? What would the queries be? And what's the usual solution?
1: Yeah, definitely layout is a big one. People find this very overwhelming. They don't know where to start. They don't know what's the easiest way. And then the other one, storage or lack of, um, especially in London flats. And then definitely materials, because this can be Very overwhelming as well. There's so much to choose from. What do you know what's the best? You have to think about your budget, your lifestyle, the maintenance. So these are kind of the three issues that we deal with mostly with kitchen and bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course,
0: having an interior designer on board is something invaluable to tackle those three main dilemmas. um, Those three are probably my top three things that we get asked about on the magazine as well and search for on the website. So as an interior designer, and you've been asked to solve these three dilemmas, quite often they come together by a homeowner who's hired you. And you're walking into their space, their kitchen or bathroom. What are you thinking about when you're looking around
2: one of the first things is, and depending on their budget, is can we salvage anything? So if they have a really nice, well-made wood unit, that doesn't need to be thrown away. That could be sanded back, restained, or repainted, and maybe just replacing the worktop. So I guess it really depends on the position that they're in. Um, If they have, say, for instance, an old 1980s or 1990s ikea unit that might not be salvageable that's sort of the first thing we look at
0: so it's a lot about rather than thinking right i'm going to redo my kitchen or bathroom i need to rip it all out and start again i mean sometimes that is the case but really thinking about what can i reuse what can
1: i recycle and that's not only good for the planet but good for the old budget as well yeah exactly and another thing we look at is where can we maximize storage? Usually, you know, our clients need more storage, especially in the bathrooms. So a lot of times we're like, you know, knocking on the walls and trying to see if there's um, a hollow spot that we can fill out and make cabinets or floating shelves. Yeah, like recesses. So a
2: recess for like shampoo or a recess shelf for, um, you know, towels or something.
0: So really thinking about the practicalities of the space and what you need it to do, as well as, you know, how you might want it to look.
2: Yeah. And I think back to the salvaging, sometimes we'll see tiles or a bathroom that's so out of date that it's actually kind of a ugly cool. And so we think, how can we use this ugly cool and just slightly modernize it?
0: Well, lots of uh, colourful fittings are coming back into bathroom design. Certainly, the sort of pastel blue and pinks, and you know those sort of greyish colours for the toilet and the basin and that sort of thing. So, those sorts of things that we might have once thought were totally retro are now very, very back on, back in trend.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if if I'm walking into my kitchen or bathroom and I know that I need to do something, what should I think? To think like an interior designer, if you will, do I need to be really open-minded at that very
1: start? When we think about design for the kitchen or the bathroom, we really think like, how can I change this space to benefit their lives? And so, when we look at our own bathrooms and our own kitchen, it's like, is there any way we can think about a function in this room that can be really personal and to what our what we need? And I think um, a lot of people just think, you know, interior designers think about the aesthetics and that kind of comes for sure. (laughs) But the first thing we think is how can we use the space to benefit our lives? It could be, you can be really tall and you need the oven above the counter, or, you know, you need a wall mounted toilet to clean the floors easily. You just have to think about um, how to make this space perfect for you.
0: I think that is a valid point that you mentioned about interior design because, you know, some people might think that it is about cushions and wallpapers and fabrics, but there is so much more to it, isn't there? You know, that's the end stage of hiring an interior designer, right?
1: Yeah, it does feel like, you know, it's like a lifestyle reboot. (laughs) We want to make your life easier and better and make your home more beautiful so you can enjoy that. And yeah, you really feel like there's a, a big change in your life when you redo your house.
0: Us mere mortals who aren't trained in interior design. I mean, I would class myself in that in that category. What should I really be thinking about when I'm planning a new room to really harness that interior design quality that you would see at the end of a project?
2: I think most of our clients have the same dilemma in that we love lots of things, but it doesn't mean that all those things go together. So even if you aren't an interior designer, you should step back and make a plan, whether that's a mood board or if it's just sourcing images or getting on Pinterest and putting things together and really coming up with a detailed overview rather than just jumping in and buying loads of different things. So it's, it's really just about stepping back and not being so rushed to make a decision
0: take your time I feel like I need that like imprinted on my head because I say it so often especially during this podcast everything when it comes to doing kitchen or bathroom design or interior design as a whole it's really taking your time and stepping back and thinking about why you're going to buy that thing or why you might want a shower over a bath you know really get into the the nuts and bolts of every single part of that space and the decisions behind it you mentioned mood boards there and pinning and saving things to your instagram collections you know i have god knows how many boards and they definitely need organizing but how do you stand on mood boarding? Is it a yes or is it a no? Is it too confusing? Is it a good place
2: to start? Jenna, do you want to start? Yes, I was giggling because it's 100% yes for us. I mean, that is sort of the bread and butter of our operation is to create these mood boards. And a mood board, it could be loose and full of general ideas, or it could be quite specific. But 100%, the the point of a mood board is just to lay out your vision and really start to like gather Where are we going?
0: Is there a difference then between a mood board and a sample board? Because I do hear those two terms thrown around when we talk about interior design. And if so, what is the difference?
2: Yes, 100% they are different. I think mood boarding can be a bit looser. It can be more about the aesthetics or like an overall feel, but it can also be specific products, which is what we do. And then the difference for a sample board would be the actual materials involved. So I think with the sample board, whether that's a physical sample board or a digital one, which we create, you would see specific up close images of the wood or the tile or um, the flooring or the carpet. But um, we try to keep those details elaborate and sort of separate because then it gets a bit messy if we're trying to mix everything onto one board.
0: Yeah, I've seen people have holiday pictures or their favorite destination or picture of a palm tree or, you know, even a cityscape or something on their mood board. Or it could even be a, you know, leaflet from their favorite restaurant because they love the interior. But there's just sort of the, the seed of an idea that then maybe develops into the samples. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're not a professional interior designer, that might be the case. And that sounds fun. That's almost like a vision board and that feels more about your lifestyle, I think in the world of interiors, we sort of jump straight into the products. So, you know, different sofas, different rugs, what are the lights? So we really start to build a loose idea of the space rather than it just be a feeling, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, I guess you can do this online, can't you? Or just start a document. Or if you really want to cut and stick, why not print off pictures or tear things from catalogs or whatever and start
1: moving things around and just seeing how it all fits together? Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, if you aren't an interior designer, sometimes you might feel like, okay, mood boarding is overwhelming because, you know, we don't have the tools. How do we see it? But you don't need so many tools. I mean, I would just start with Pinterest and just pin all the rooms that you really like. And then you just start to see a pattern. And then you're like, oh, this is kind of what I like. And this is my style. And it's just learning about what you like. And then then should you revisit
0: it and take a bit of time to do something else, come back to it and think, actually, I'm not that keen on that. Let's get rid of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot. Sometimes I make a a mood board myself and then I look, I look at it a year later. I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think that's natural and that happens to everyone. But there's always there's some things that always stay. And it could be just a color that's always constant, you know, going with your gut and just going for it as well as is something that's important jenny you mentioned
0: samples and every renovator out there who is planning or thinking even thinking about what they would like to do has a hoard of samples somewhere and it can be actually quite overwhelming because you'll have worktops and tiles and flooring and paint swatches and god knows what else how can you avoid that overwhelm how do you narrow it down
2: I think if we go back to the beginning stage of planning, so looking at a few inspiration images, whether that was from Pinterest or from a magazine, and sort of starting from there and knowing, okay, this is sort of the vibe. This is why I like these things. So when you have all of those samples in front of you, you can start to recognize those repetitive colors or patterns. So if you're looking at bathrooms and you keep seeing these um, floating shelves and very clean marble, You know, that when you're looking at those samples, that actually these marbles and these woods and these whites are are what I like. And this is what I should bring to the forefront. I know it's tempting when you get a sample and you get something that you weren't really looking for in the beginning to get persuaded into a new direction. But I think if you go back to the plan, I guess is the point of the story, is just to always go back to the very beginning and really think about the overall brief.
0: So really stick with your gut is what you're saying. Don't be swayed by the the thousands of images that you might see during the process of your renovation.
2: Yes, thank you. That was a much simpler explanation. (laughs) Or
1: oversampling is a no-no. You know, we like to stick with three different samples of each material. Sometimes four if we're, we're feeling like, you know, there's something else that we can look at. But sometimes if we give our clients way too many options, it can be really overwhelming and they're not sure what to pick and choose. But I think sticking with three colors, three swatches, three materials, and then looking at brass, black or or chrome and see how it works from there.
0: That's a really great tip. It's a bit like when you decide to watch a film on a Saturday night and you start trolling through Netflix and it's like an hour later and you still haven't decided what film you're going to watch because there's just so much choice out there. You could apply that same sort of knowledge to uh, choosing tiles, for example. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> now, in your intro, when you are telling me about Interior Fox, you, we obviously talked about the digital e-design element. Now, lots of people since the start of the pandemic have Turned to virtual planners online to you know have a play around with different layouts of their kitchen or bathroom or just experiment with different doors or colors and there's a whole raft of tools now out there from various different manufacturers from wallpaper and paint to cupboards and kitchen and bathrooms but as interior designers who specialize in this e-design service Is it a good idea to use those tools and to do some online experimentation when you're looking at changing up your room?
2: As an interior designer, those are the tools that we use to illustrate those ideas. I think for a non-interior design person, it would just be a matter of, do I want to learn these little apps that could be limited? I think that could be the only case there is that it's sort of make believe those apps. It doesn't actually have a full database of what is realistic or what's really on the market. So it's great for you know messing around and and just you know seeing where it takes you. But I think if you wanted to get down to the nitty gritty, you might need to contact an interior designer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you aren't an interior designer and you're using these apps, I think whatever helps you also build confidence. I think some of these apps. I actually personally haven't used them myself, so I, I don't I can't really say for certain. but I think they're definitely a great idea for layouts if you're having issues with layouts and you kind of just need more confidence in finding the right size of furniture. But for actual designs, I would say just build your style from Pinterest and get ideas there and then working your way with these apps maybe just for layouts because they're not exact and sometimes they can be really frustrating. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. I think just having to play around with the possibilities out there, but definitely use it as a starting point and then go from there. Now, tell me about your own virtual consultations. How does does that all work? How does e-design work for anybody out there who's never even heard of it?
2: Yeah. I mean, we try to make it really simple for our potential clients. So if someone does want to get in touch with us, we would just email over a design survey And within that, you know, we would ask about your budget, what's your project goals, what's your style, just sort of simple questions. And then we would um, schedule in a virtual consultation. So both Mariana and I would meet online with the client and have maybe half an hour chat to run through the project and their goals. From there, we would go away and create a proposal and sort of outline our services and our fees. And then If they
1: want to sign up, we would go from there. We do have three phases of our design stages. It really depends on the client and what they need. But technically, phase one is like the virtual design concept. We send them the mood boards and then get their feedback and send them renders. And so it's very conceptual. And in the end, we um, send them the sourcing list and they can go shop and do it by themselves. But phase two is if they want us to do the procurement and the shopping and we give them our trade discounts as well. And that just costs them another fee. And then phase three is installation. So if they want us to come to their house and kind of style everything and perfect it. So it really depends on our client if they want to go all three stages or they just want to do phase one.
0: I see. So it's really, you know, you can really tailor the experience to to your requirements and your, and your budget. Exactly. Yeah. So if I'm coming to a video consultation with an interior designer, what do I need to bring with
1: me, anything? Well, we do give a design questionnaire beforehand. So right. we ask all the questions like the project goals, the budget, the style. So we already know what to expect. We also ask for a floor plan, and inspo, um, if they have a Pinterest. If they don't have a Pinterest, it's fine because after the call, we'll create one with them and kind of start it off as like a collaborative Pinterest board. <laughs> But yeah, they don't need to do other preps aside from the questionnaire. I
0: guess with a video consultation, you can actually take people on a tour of your home if you want to. So they can get a sort of sneak peek behind the scenes. And then if you've got measurements and stuff like that, even better.
2: Yeah, exactly. Sometimes those initial consultations do turn into that and will end up following the client around virtually into their kitchen and the bedrooms. And, you know, we might end up signing them up for more work than they thought. But yeah, it's great to sort of see the space and walk through it together. You get just as much information that way.
0: How many times do you think the client tidies up before they give you a virtual tour?
1: Would you rather see it in in real life terms? That's super funny, because a lot of times they don't clean up, and it's totally fine. And I think sometimes they don't expect us to ask, "Oh, are you in the space? Can we have a look?" And they're like, "Oh, give me five minutes." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's better because you probably get an idea for how they actually live yeah. rather than how they, how they might think they want you to think they live. And they're like, OK, <laughs> they
1: definitely need storage because um, <laughs> there's something we can see here, and yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely nice to see how they live.
0: Just be honest, I think, if you are a little bit messy, then you need to let your designer see that, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Now, what's the one thing,
0: to start wrapping this up, what's the one thing you would say to people, whether they're starting out or they're, you know, just looking for finishing touches, what is the one thing they need to do to think like an interior designer?
1: Yeah, so I think it's, it's really about finding the confidence to take risks, and if you don't have the confidence yet, there are tools to build confidence. To starting a pinterest board can get you excited and be like okay this works and you just start seeing images that work and you know even using these apps like room planner or these online apps to help you with layouts anything to build your confidence will really really help to think like an interior designer just think about how are you going to use the space how is this going to make my life better not just think oh, okay I just need a bed I'm going to get a bed and I'll figure it out later I just need to buy this ikea chair because I don't know what to get and I'll figure it out later. You're probably going to keep that IKEA chair for 3 years and then and then be sick of it. So it's just take your time and find the pieces you really love that work for you. Thank you
0: Mariana. Now, at the end of every episode, I usually ask a, a kitchen or bathroom designer what their golden rule is for their space, but since I've got two of you, I'm going to ask you one question each. So, what is your golden rule for kitchen design?
1: I love organization. And I think if you can design the kitchen based on how you organize drawers, organize spices, organize jars, it will really, really help you. You're going to cook better. You're going to feel better in the kitchen and feel like there's more space. That's very overlooked. Many of the times they're kind of like, okay, we have storage. We can just stuff whatever is we have in there. But I mean, if you have really nice jars, custom labels, you can uh, present it outside and have open shelves. And the idea of open shelves scare a lot of people. But if you're really organized and really plan for it, the kitchen design will, will be a lot better.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of open shelves, but they do scare me as well. Mm -hmm. I think maybe one with some carefully arranged things on there for me would work. But it scares me that I just haven't got the discipline to keep it really tidy and really clean from dust and Mm -hmm. grease
1: and stuff like that in the kitchen. But if it's originally (laughs) clean, organized and clean, you will keep it that way. (laughs) That is very true. Very true. I need the discipline.
2: Now,
0: uh, Jenna, what about bathroom design? What's your golden rule?
2: I was going to say, try not to overload it with tiles try not to use more than two maybe three tiles in one space i think with tiles it feels confusing because you have a lot of colors out there you have a lot of pattern you have a lot of scale as well so i think that can feel overwhelming so i think if you limit the amount to just two or three depending on you know is it a shower is it an open wet room is it a full double sinked bathroom whatever the case is i would say stick to two or three tiles and you'll be good
0: excellent well absolutely brilliant i don't know about you the listener but i am feeling more like an interior designer already i'm already thinking i need to get on pinterest and organize my boards a bit better and see what themes i can spot on there so obviously if you are working on a project and need expertise calling in the designers is always a great place to start so gentlemen from interior fox thank you very very much for instilling all your interior design wisdom on on me and the listeners and sharing your great tips there where can people find you online for that dose of inspiration
2: yeah so you can check out our website and at interiorfox.co.uk we're also pretty active on our instagram where we have more projects and things
1: feel free to send us a message on instagram we always reply to everyone and we love for you guys to say hello. Excellent. And it's just Interior Fox, right? Oh, our Instagram, Instagram is The Interior Fox.
0: The Interior Fox. Great. Well, I will be checking it out. Well, thank you very, very much again. And I will let you go. So thank you and have a great day. Thank you so Thanks much so
1: much. Thank you.
0: thank you so much to Jen and Ma from Interior Fox. There, so many tips from gathering ideas and narrowing down your themes what to expect from those virtual consultations that are really taking off at the moment and to those great nuggets of interior design know-how like reusing pieces in a space love that idea considering storage because as we said in the previous episode I don't think you can ever have enough storage and really taking your time over every single aspect of your kitchen or bathroom design because it pays to take the time and to have the patience to then end up with a room that you well and truly love. I really enjoyed that chat and I really hope you did too. I'm off to um, have a little go on Pinterest. Don't forget, I want to help you with your kitchen and bathroom dilemmas. So email your questions to me on hello at these3rooms.com and hopefully I can help you out soon. And for daily inspiration and to tour some of the most amazing real homes, pop over to KBV Magazine on your social channels so you don't miss a beat. But for now, I'll let you go. Thank you for listening and join me next time for more on How to Buy a Kitchen or
2: Bathroom, the podcast. Speak to you soon.